and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Star. And this is episode six, brought to you by the death of the author. Today is a bonus episode, and we're going to be discussing um, sorting caudal characters into Hogwarts houses, so that'll be fun. Um, but first off, to start off, we have we got some messages over social media, so we will be reading those out loud for you guys. Um, the first one is from Lindsay Janelle XOXO from on Instagram, which is a question. It's, what do you guys think about the conspiracy theory that Alden or Della are in the never scene? I don't know if I have an opinion on that. I, I do, actually. I have an opinion on that because I have an opinion on everything. And I think... If you're going to go and write a story about it, if you're going to go and write fan fiction about it, 100%. Have a blast. Have fun. Go absolutely buck wild. In canon, you've already had Alvar betray the Vackers and be part of the Never Seen. And especially with Alvar, his whole, oh, you know, this is because you were so obsessed with the Black Swan, you were so obsessed with finding this girl that you forgot you had a family. Like, that's his motivation for his betrayal. If it turns out Alden Adela is actually also part of the Never Seen, it just completely undercuts that. Also, you've already done it to the Vackers once. I mean, like, a, a lot of- Like, how much more can Fitzen be on a take? On, honestly, legitimately, like, like, let's just go down the list of everyone who has quote-unquote betrayed them to the never seen. Keith, Alvar, Tam, like, okay, that's three, but- Three is a lot. You can and you can only use a betrayal so many times where it's like, okay, I guess Sophie just can't trust anyone. Right, and I think also like if it's gotten to the point where we're like trying to guess who's gonna betray the main characters next, I don't know. I think that's a sign that you've kind of used up your like allotted number of betrayals. I mean, that said, if we find out that Alden or Della betrays Sophie, but not to the like. I'm thinking of something like in Everblaze with Dex and the Circlet, where they do what they think is right and it ends up really, really hacking Sophie over. That I could believe. That I could see. But not, oh, they were secretly working for the Never Seen. We've run that. We've run that in a whole bunch of different ways. I, I, th I think we're out. I think we're done there. That said, if you want to write fanfiction about it, go ahead. Our next message is an ask to our Tumblr from Bisexual Nerd. And it says, can I just say how much I flipping love your podcast with lots of exclamation points. I love hearing other people's opinions on the series. You guys are awesome for creating this. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, that's so incredible. Oh, that's awesome. It's great to know we're not just screaming into the void here. So yeah, thank you guys so yeah. much. <laughs> Woohoo. Yee. Um, our last message for this week is an anonymous ask. This was actually sent to uh, my Coddle Tumblr, Mallow Melting, and I haven't gotten around to answering it publicly yet, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but it says, I'm on the first episode of your podcast. I'm getting to the part where someone said, seems fitting that Kendrick was a redhead and it took me out. You know who else got taken out? Kendrick! I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, God! It's already started. The, here is where it starts. Here is where the dead Rick jokes start, and they're not gonna end. Good lord. I thought, I, 
every time I think I think we finally left it behind and then it comes back again rising from the dead unlike Kenrick <laughs> no we are we are never leaving this behind I will keep it alive if I have to do it single-handedly <laughs> oh god although you know who couldn't be kept alive <laughs> Kenrick <laughs> oh lord well, I'm glad that the Kenrick jokes are being enjoyed, at least. <laughs> Good, because there, there, there's going to be a whole lot more of them. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so yeah, that was that was it for listener correspondence. Um, thank you guys so much. If you want to send us a message, uh, you can send it to KeeperCast on Tumblr or the KeeperCast on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we like hearing from you. We like getting your questions. We're here to share our opinions. Give us yours in return. Um, okay, now on to the thing that we are talking about, which is Hogwarts yeah. houses. Um, the sorting them, the characters into the ho- the into the houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, I guess start with Sophie. Sure, let's start with Sophie. Sophie's a Gryffindor. Yes, you cannot, I agree. You can, you can try to convince me otherwise, it won't work. Literally only a Gryffindor would do what she didn't ever blaze. Literally, like, like, there is nothing that screams Gryffindor the way, I'm just gonna go and read the Ogre King's mind, what could go wrong? Screams Gryffindor, okay? She's a Gryffindor, that's it, we're done. You know, I saw a post on uh, Goodreads, I think, where someone asked Shannon Messenger what Hogwarts houses the main characters would be in, and she said they would all be in Ravenclaw because elves are so much smarter than humans, and I'm sorry, Shannon, but that is just incorrect. Sophie's a Gryffindor. You cannot convince me otherwise. Like, I, I'm i sure there are arguments for other houses, I just wholeheartedly think she's a Gryffindor, and also they're all in Ravenclaw because they're smart is one, a lazy answer, and two, not even remotely what I'm sorting by. I think, like, I think there are different ways of sorting characters into houses, you know? And so it's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, so it's like, is this what your actions show you to be? Or is this what you value? Or is it what you most need? And they're all, like, all of those different ways of sorting are taken from different sorting hat songs. But usually I go with a mix of what you value and what your actions show. And none of that, like, Ravenclaws aren't just smart, suffice to say. And anyone who's like, oh, you're Ravenclaw because you're smart is one, wrong, and two, valid, but still wrong. Yeah, exactly. I... Honestly, I, th- I think of houses the same way. I, re- I really like the headcanon that, like, you're sorted based on your values rather than your, like, inherent traits. Um, but, yeah, with what you said about Ravenclaws, like, even though Ravenclaw is considered the smart house, it's not really defined by intelligence, in my opinion. It's defined by a love of learning, which is different. They often overlap, but they're two different things. Like intelligence Hermione is smart but she's in Gryffindor Ravenclaw the way you say it I mean I'm saying this because my robotics team is named curiosity but Ravenclaw is defined by curiosity if that makes sense I think so like oh this comes from me messing around online and reading other people's opinions but 
a Gryffindor goes, I'm going to do this crazy stupid thing because I feel like I should and I can and it seems like the right thing to do and I see no reason not to. A Ravenclaw goes, oh, I see every reason not to do the stupid thing, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to find out what happens. Right. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Okay, do you want to move on to someone else? I have Dex listed second, but that's just because, like, the order... Yeah, no, I was thinking of going to Dex. Yeah, the order that I put the main characters in in my head is actually the order of the Laura Hollingsworth Lodestar portraits, which is, like, kind of odd and arbitrary to think about it that way, but somehow they just happen to be that way in my head. I don't know. If it works, it works. But yeah, Dex. He's a Slytherin, right? Dex is a Slytherin. I can see the argument for Ravenclaw. I can see why you would go there. But Dex's story arc is too defined by ambition and greatness to be a, to be a Ravenclaw for me. His whole thing is about, like, trying to be like, I'm going to remake the world. I'm going to... Well, I mean, not 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 exactly, but his whole thing is like this sense of inadequacy because he's been told he cannot be great, and his whole arc is about trying to find his his place in the world and ultimately deciding. Like we see in later books, he's like, "All right, so I tried to go with the council and go to I, I tried to come to power through the council, and that went horribly wrong. That went to places I'm not willing to go. You know what?" fine. I'm going to come into my own as a technopath. I'm going to find my own power and I'm going to use my talent in order to create things that change the world. That do incredible things. And that that is ambition right there. Right. Like, yeah, like I can see the case for Ravenclaw too. Like, he is smart, but his technopathy and like, you know, his like chasing, chasing learning and making these inventions and stuff, it's not motivated by just curiosity like a Ravenclaw would be it's motivated by this need to be respected which is a very Slytherin thing to do and also like something a, an official trait of uh an, on Pottermore at least an official trait of Slytherin is fraternity and I think that's like kind of ignored a lot of the time in Fanon um but like he does care really deeply about his family and he's very family oriented and even though that's like you could see that as a more Hufflepuff-leaning trait. It actually could make a case for Slytherin as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like, in that in the first book, which we just finished, so if you want to catch up on that, you can listen to the other episodes of the podcast, but um, in the first book, his behavior towards the backers is very, very, very Slytherin. He's like, I protect my own. My own is Sophie. The Vackers are against us. And then when Sophie starts to bond with the Vackers and hang out with them, he's like, this is a betrayal. I thought you were with me. I thought you were on my my side. And that kind of loyalty, the idea of like, you know, these are my people. We have each other's back. The rest of the world can take us on is a very Slytherin trait. Right. It's a very like us and them kind of mentality. Yeah. And there are consequences to that. That's not necessarily a good thing. But it's a very Slytherin thing. All right, next. Who do you want to do first, Keefe or Fitz? Or should we save them for the end? Mm, I mean, like, I, I can't, to be honest, being me, I kind of want to save my favorites for the end because then I have time to just Okay, go all right, we'll, we'll save the songs for the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just really love them, okay? 
but yeah um oh, they're great and i do have opinions on the song so that'll be fun to end with yeah uh i have thought okay we're gonna we're gonna get to that at the end keith i keith i am not so sure about and i will admit this is because keith is not my favorite character i'm not as attached to him as i am to say the songs um like, because if you go through them, it feels like he doesn't really fit in any of them. But I feel like I have to say Gryffindor. Gryffindor? Oh, that's interesting. That's where I landed. Because, like, the thing, the thing about Keefe in the book is that he doesn't choose a lot of things. Like, his whole thing is, like, he has this past, he has all these secrets, and he's got all of them, and he has to, like, try and figure that out. But he doesn't make a lot of choices that lead him places that lead to consequences and i could be wrong maybe it's just because i haven't um reread all of the books in a bit but i'm like thinking of like you know he chooses to join the never scene and then everybody just be like oh no you're fine that's fine and so all i really have to go back to is like he likes to play pranks he likes to have fun he and, and then like, he, he, he does things, essentially. He has a do-it-for-the-vine type of vibe. And do-it-for-the-vine is a Gryffindor type of vibe. <laughs> that, that, that's how I landed on Gryffindor. Yeah, you know, I think you convinced me. I had him originally put down as Slytherin, and that was mainly because of the end of Never Seen, where it seemed like he was like, oh, I'm putting, you know, I'm putting my mom over my friends and... Well, okay, here's the thing. Like, back when Neverseen came out, before Lodestar had come out, it did seem... The betrayal did seem kind of more calculated than I think it actually ended up being. But looking back at it now, I definitely see the Gryffindor in it and how he kind of just runs into doing things without considering the consequences. I mean, yeah, basically. Like, it's just in his conversations with Sophie after, it's like... You still, like, we're still friends, right? And even though Sophie says yes, like, even though she agrees, it's like, why is that a question you're asking? Like, I understand the insecurity behind it, but dude, you just betrayed them! Did you not think there would be some sort of fallout here? Mm -hmm. Oh, like, boy. Please don't hate me. Oh, well. <laughs> Sammy, no. I will say, I will say you could... Sammy, yes. No. I will say you could also say, I want to say you could also maybe say Hufflepuff, because you'd be like, oh, you know, you see how much he cares about his friends here, and, you know, like, they're so important to him that even when he's doing this crazy thing, he's always coming back to his friends, and he wants, always wants to make sure that his friends are, you know, okay, and that they're doing alright, and he's very, you know, obviously in touch with the emotions of, you know, the people he cares about, and also the people he doesn't care about, because he's an empath. But you you could you could make that argument, but for me he goes Gryffindor. Yeah, I could see a case for Hufflepuff as well. Although honestly, I find that like I don't know, I like to sort characters for fun. I have a whole spreadsheet of them, but I find myself like very very rarely sorting characters into Hufflepuff, and I think that's more of a me trait than like a character trait. Just I don't know. I feel like my own requirements for putting someone into Hufflepuff are like very strict 
And I think, I think why that might... That was kind of a tangent. No, 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 it makes sense. I think why that might be is because in the books, Hufflepuffs are kind of ill-defined. Like, Helga Hufflepuff was all take all the rest, and they're loyal friends and hardworking. And it's like, cool, I could say that about anyone. What is your vibe? Give me a vibe. Yeah, it's... What, you're either brave, smart, evil, or miscellaneous? <laughs> and that's it! No shade to any Hufflepuffs out there. Um, sometimes you have to make your own house because the canon doesn't give you enough. Slytherins know a thing or two about that one. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, are, are we both Slytherins? Uh, I think we are both Slytherins. Yeah. So yeah, that's the perspective we're coming from. If a lot of our favorite characters get into Slytherin, it's definitely not because we're biased. <laughs> so, by the way, uh, fits now, I guess, because we did just did Keefe? Yes, I... Was fully prepared to skip over Fitz. I forgot he existed. Okay, Fitz, he's a Slytherin. I did not have an opinion on Fitz. Where do you get Slytherin from? Okay, I... You know, I really didn't prep for this episode at all, so I don't really have, like, a bunch of solid evidence to go off of, but honestly, mostly Legacy. And Flashback. Like, mostly the later books, where he seems to be, like, going down, not necessarily an evil path, but a kind of archetypal Slytherin path where um he's acting a bit you know I don't know how to explain it in words he honestly just gives me a Slytherin vibe I think his obsession or not obsession quite but his um his fixation with like wanting Sophie to get a match list and wanting to like work within the bounds of elven society and not and being kind of afraid it seems to like rebel against it by being a bad match with Sophie and like it feels very similar to like a focus on like reputation and almost the Hogwarts idea of blood purity yeah yeah no that 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 makes sense that makes sense I I think I think you've sold me yeah and it would like the 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 arc that when you consider what's happened to his family the arc that he goes through is a very Slytherin-y arc, like, oh, you have this, comes from a really powerful family, generally, not strained parental relations, but strained parental relations, um, has an older brother, and then that older brother ends up betraying them, becomes a stain on the family name, and now it's your responsibility to somehow make up for that and fix that, and you cannot fail because you are a vacker and you have this reputation that's a very Slytherin-y kind of thing. So yeah, who's next? How about Biana? I kind of feel like she's a bit of a hat stall, to be honest. I put down Gryffindor for her, but that's like by a very small margin. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, Gr- like the reason why I'm leaning Gryffindor is because of the. Remind me if I'm remembering the song, but doesn't she just kind of like launch herself into Vespera's lair and just go off on her own and just do that? Yes, she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems like a Gryffindor thing to do. At the same time, I can also see a case for Hufflepuff. In that she does seem to, like, she cares about her friendship with Sophie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Once again, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of those, is, it, is this what your actions show you to be or what you value slash what you need? Because with, with, with both Keith and Bianca, who have both been Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, like, maybes, their actions look like a Gryffindor, but 
it's very clear that's what that what is most important to them in their life is their relationships, their friends, and we know how much those you know those relationships matter to her, and especially for Keith and Bianca, like what they needed was some people who they could talk to as friends. Right. Yeah, I think like if we're going by like how a sort assigning houses by values. Yeah, you could definitely make a case for Bianca being Hufflepuff just because it seems like a lot of her arc and a lot of her character has to do with um, her wanting to be liked or like her wanting to be seen as nice, which is like a bit similar to Dex, but I feel like wanting to be seen as nice versus wanting to be respected is like a kind of a subtle difference that's like that would make the difference between Slytherin and Hufflepuff. And I feel like with Dex, the way he's going is, I want to be respected, so I'm going to develop my idea, like, I'm going to use my power in order to carve out a place in the world. Whereas with Bianca, her thing isn't so much, I'm going to use my power of talking to people to change the world, it's more of, oh, I don't need to change myself in order to be liked, because there are people out there who will like me, and then I can love, like... I can form these incredibly strong relationships with people, they will love me and I can love them back. And I feel like the like they start in very similar places, but where they're going differentiates into Slytherin and Hufflepuff. Okay, how about our son Wiley? Oh, did you have something else to say? Well, okay. Yeah, before we go on, I feel like we should be a little more definitive over probably a Gryffindor, probably a Hufflepuff. I feel like I feel like I may have just talked myself into Hufflepuff, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, me too. Okay, so we're, we're going with Beyond as a Hufflepuff. But once again, these are our opinions. As you can tell, they are very vague. So we may be wrong. We may be right. There's no objective wrong or right. Honestly, I still feel like Bianca has Gryffindor energy. But like thinking about what's actually written in the text and like her actual character, she does seem more like a Hufflepuff. I don't know. You know what I think would make sense? Bianca was a hat stall, and the hat eventually offered her the choice, like, do you want to be in Gryffindor, or do you want to be in Hufflepuff? And Bianca went, I want to be liked, and it put her into Hufflepuff. I think that makes sense. That does make sense. I think between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, she would definitely choose Hufflepuff. God, she's such a good character. (laughs) I I love her a lot. So. Wiley. We haven't, I don't know, it feels like we haven't seen a lot of Wiley. Yeah, I don't have a super firm grasp on his character, to be quite honest. One of my main, like, defining moments, like, well, I mean, I don't want to say defining because it feels wrong, but, like, the one moment that I really associate with Wiley is he got captured and was tortured. And that has nothing to do with who he is as a person. Like, that has nothing to do with who he is as a person. It has everything to do with you know, oh, he got captured and tortured. It doesn't say anything about his character. Yeah, honestly, there are, like, two moments that I remember about Wiley, and that's pretty much it, to be honest. Um, And they both correspond to different houses. So I don't know which one is... Well, the first one is, um, I think it was an exile, where Sophie, like, runs into him in the Silver Tower, and he seems kind of like he doesn't really like her that much and it seems like um 
he sort of seems to hold a bit of a grudge against her because it's sort of indirectly her fault that like Prentice is broken. Um, So that gave me some slight Slytherin energy from him. The second thing is that his, um, his quote on his wiki page at the very top of the page is, if you want to fight, let's fight. And that is very Gryffindor. That is very Gryffindor energy. Oof. So, but that's really all I remember about him, to be honest. So, I don't really know. Yeah. And see, the issue is everything I could say would be based off of all of my headcanons about the time he spent captured, none of which are canon. (laughs) I think maybe we, we put a pin in this one, and when we get to those books, we'll talk about it again! Yeah, I guess! I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, because the truth is, Wiley has spent, like, half of his page time unconscious. And other than that, I don't really know what his personality is. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. Once he's once 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 we get like a solid month of Wiley being awake and interacting, then maybe we'll have something to say. Like a yeah. solid month on the page of actual like maybe ten scenes of Wiley interacting with people will be good. Right, we'll keep a tally. <laughs> Alright. Okay, now uh, the good stuff. The songs. N- the songs. Okay. Which one should we start with? You know what? You go. You go first on this one because I I have I have a lot of opinions, but all of them are arguing for different houses. So yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Should we like do them both as one, or should we start with Tam or Lynn, or what do you think? I think I think I do not think they'd be in the same house. Oh, that's interesting. Like I just, I I do not get that vibe from them at all. Um. I mean, I think they could be, but for some reason, it just. I, I, for some reason, when I imagine the twins, I imagine them in different houses. Um, I will say, though, part of me really, really wants to say Hufflepuff Tam. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that Tam is definitely a Hufflepuff. Yes, okay. Like, his relationship with Lynn is... Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so defining, and, you know, like, Hufflepuffs are really loosely defined, but you go back to, like, we know they're loyal. And, and loyalty is, is also kind of a Slytherin trait. But to go, no, I don't want your society. I don't want your reputation. I don't want your power. I'm following my sister to Exilium. That is Hufflepuff loyalty through and through. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I, I see Tam as a Hufflepuff. I can see the argument for Slytherin, and it's mostly in the I'm gonna fight the world vibe and the... Um, the, the sort of, like, this is my family, I will stick to them vibe, but to me, both of those end up breeding as more Hufflepuff-type kind of, um, behaviors. I find that, like, I, I can't really articulate the difference between, like, being, like, Slytherin family-oriented and being Hufflepuff family-oriented very well, but there is, like, a shift in the energy and that shift in energy does place Tam pretty solidly in Hufflepuff for me. I think my best guess at trying to explain the difference would be, like, the feeling you get 
when you've got two people back to back in a fight and the feeling you get when you've got one person standing over the other in a fight. Like, two allies, but the difference between them fighting back to back and then between one of them being down and the other person going, you want to get to them, you have to go through me. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. But that's just a vibe. Lynn I'm a bit more lost on. I love her to pieces, but I cannot really fit her into a house. Lynn, I'd say she's in Hufflepuff. Um, for, like, a variety of reasons, I think. The main one is just... How, uh, just, like, again, like, going the opposite way. Her relationship with Tam and how much she cares about Tam. And also just a lot of her interactions with, like, with Sophie, with the rest of the Keepers. It feels very... Hufflepuff to me and then also just in terms of like thinking say if it was a Harry Potter AU um I do sort of have a headcanon that like oh that like Lynn would be sorted into Hufflepuff and then if Tam goes after her he would be like no you're putting me in Hufflepuff with Lynn um and sort of demand to be uh put in the same house as her oh that and they would be right after each other, wouldn't they? Yeah. Because it would be... Oh, that is that is a highly convincing argument. Like, I think Tam would be sorted to help all on his own, but that is a highly convincing argument. Um, I don't know, like, because on the one hand, I get Hufflepuff vibes, kinda. I mean, well, no. I understand the argument for Hufflepuff Lynn. I do not get the right vibes. Because I feel, like, when I was thinking about this, it was like, oh, do I just want to sort her into Hufflepuff because she's friendly? Because that seems kind of shallow? Like, that doesn't, that, that seems like the wrong way to say it, but it's like, oh, you are nice to people, therefore you have to be a Hufflepuff. I don't think that's how it works. Um, but you are right, she does value her relationships a lot. I, I just, I feel like there's no house for... I don't want to hurt people anymore, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah, that seems... Yeah, and, and her whole thing is like, I made a mistake, I have to make up for it now, I can never do that again. Which, in a way, could almost be a Gryffindor trait. I had, like, or Gryffindor, question mark, uh, typed down next to Lynn, but I... Yeah, that's really all I have to say about Gryffindor Lynn, actually. But I feel like it would be a second option because the thing in my brain mm -hmm. i don't know because the thing the thing the thing about gryffindors is like there there's a primary flaw to i think gryffindors in particular and slytherins also kind of share it and you don't see much of it in ravenclaw and hufflepuff it doesn't show up as much in canon but i'm sure they have one if i took the time to think about it um but the primary flaw of gryffindors is that they rush into things they don't think about the consequences and lynn on the one hand, you can kind of get, like, there's a confidence to her that she develops in later books that's like, I am going to do this. I am going to make this right. That does feel kind of Gryffindor. But also her flaw quite literally cannot be, I rush into things, I don't think about the consequences. Because her whole thing is, I made one mistake and people got hurt slash things were damaged and it was really bad and I can never do that again. So, like, I feel the Gryffindor vibes, but they don't work with the story. Like, she just doesn't quite seem to fit. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think, 
I like personally the idea of the twins being in different houses, but I I, I think I, I I think I agree with you on Hufflepuff Lynn. I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh God, we didn't sort a single one of them into Ravenclaw. <laughs> okay, I noticed that too. <laughs> I love how Shannon Messenger sorted all of them into Ravenclaw and we sorted none of them. Legitimately, none of them are curious. Like, no, 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 here's the thing. Tinker would be a Ravenclaw. Tinker would 102% be a Ravenclaw. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd say you probably... It's it's not Kessner. It's not Kessner. What is Dex's father's name? Oh, Kessler? Kessler, thank you. It's not Kessner. But yeah, Kessler. Almost, I, I, I get the feeling Kessler is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I, looking at what my spreadsheet, my Hogwarts house spreadsheet, um, the characters that I put into Ravenclaw were Kessler, Edeline, uh, Cassius, Genzi, and Mr. Forkel. So those are my Ravenclaws. I definitely think, I definitely think you can add Vespera to that list. Oh, Vespera. Oh yeah, that's in- I could yeah. yeah I could definitely see Vespera as a as a Ravenclaw. Is it Vespera? It could be Vespera. Vespera, Vespera. It's one of them. Ves- Vespera, Ves- Vespera. <laughs> but yeah, no, but like, cause isn't her whole thing like I wanted to know what would happen? Like she was doing these experiments on humans, right? Cause she wanted to know what would happen. She wanted to see, and it brought her to a point where she stopped. You know feeling guilt over the whole thing and that level of this is learning this gaining this knowledge is so important that i can't feel bad for the atrocities i'm committing that's a ravenclaw thing that's like you remember how i mentioned primary flaws that's, yeah, that's where ravenclaw that's go. very ravenclaw yeah i agree okay you've convinced me yeah did you did you have her somewhere else i had her in slytherin originally but i did actually forget about um that part of her backstory about like the experiments on humans and everything that happened in Nightfall. Oh boy, later books. Later books are a trip. They are. Uh, do you have any other favorites that are particularly important to mention? Any other favorites? Uh, there are none that I am particularly attached to. I mean, I do. I I said this before, but I do really like the idea of Ravenclaw Edeline. Um. I don't, there isn't like a ton of evidence to back this up, but I think that in a couple of the books, like whenever Sophie went through her office, there seemed to be a lot of like, a lot of stuff related to her talent and just like academic key stuff in general. So I don't know, that's like a headcanon of mine that. Yeah, no, I like, I like Adeline as a Ravenclaw. She has the, she has the vibes for it. And I think it would work really well with Hear Me Out Jolie as a Ravenclaw like I can see I can see I can see going Gryffindor with her because she did you know run into being a spy for the never scene but I can see her being like this is something important this is something we have to know and her getting that from her mom who was always like here this is how you learn things this is how you explore always be curious always keep your eyes open and then her bringing that to the black swan I think it's a cool cool concept oh yeah I could see that (laughs) Who boy, if I can bring family emotions into into an episode, I will bring family emotions into an episode. <laughs> uh, Morella's a Gryffindor, obviously. Just wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah, I agree. 
but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think those are the eight, any, those are the eight, including our random wild tangents. I think, I think that's just about it. Yeah, I think that's just about it too. So yeah. Okay. So to recap, we put Sophie and Gryffindor, Dex and Slytherin. We put Keith and Gryffindor. Uh, we put Fitz and Slytherin. Bianna's in Hufflepuff. Wiley. Wiley is still up in the air. We'll come back we'll, to maybe that we'll later. come back to that at some point, like in the middle of an episode. <laughs> we'll just leave that plot thread hanging. Um, and then Lynn and Tam are in Hufflepuff. You know, for someone with for someone with very strict guidelines on Hufflepuff sorting, that's three out of eight. Yeah, that's that ended up being more Hufflepuffs than I expected. <laughs> Magical. So yeah, if you agree with us or disagree with us, let us know. Um, yeah, we want to hear your opinions on the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. send us your own Harry Potter head cannons. We would love to hear them. Um, tell us all about how we're wrong. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, we said the Keeper cast handles at the beginning of the episode. You could find me at Malamelting on Tumblr and Instagram. Okay, um, I don't have a Tumblr or an Instagram, but I do have an AO3 at Stardreamer2, T-W-O on the two, and no caps or anything. Uh, I don't have anything Caldwell related on there, but yeah, maybe I will someday. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Uh, we'll see you next week, I think? Next week, yeah. We'll see you next week with the first episode of exile Exile. so that'll be cool that's exciting um so yeah this has been keepercast see you next week